Hello, Guerreras and Guerreros. Welcome back to Driven Latinas podcast. Today, we are going to cover an iconic Mexican woman. We are excited to share her journey, her struggles, and her challenges, and how she was able to overcome them. We will talk about one of the most famous female Mexican painters of all time, Frida Kahlo. So, let's get the show on the road. Welcome back, Guerreras and Guerreros. So this is Alex, and today Laura is going to be covering all the fun facts about Frida Kahlo. Of course she did her homework, <laughs> as usual. You bet, you bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tell me, where are we going to begin? So let's begin with, um, first of all, I want to say that super excited to talk about Frida. Like, honestly, you guys, I don't, and girls, I don't think Frida Kahlo gets enough credit for being such an amazing, dare I say, badass. She is amazing, amazing, amazing. The things that she has done with her life, the resilience that she's had, I don't think people give her enough credit for it. So I'm happy to be sharing this and hoping that some of you may have an enlightenment of who she was and the challenges that she overcame that are not very talked about a lot. Every Everything mostly people remember, like if people don't know much about her background, is that, oh yeah, that painter, she's Mexican and she has a unibrow. It's like, that's what people know her oh, for. But I, I also wanted, wanted to share with our listeners that this is the first time that I'm hearing a lot of these facts um, from Laura because she was trying to share with me before we started the podcast. And I said, no, <laughs> wait, I want to hear it firsthand with her listeners because from the little bit that I got from her, I was already in awe and astonished. I said, no, 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 cut you off right there. Please share all <laughs> of this information with me along with our listeners because it's absolutely incredible how many challenges she had to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that Ale will be acting as you all today, as she's, as she said, she's listening for the first time. So we'll go ahead and get started with Frida's parents. So just a little bit of background about her and who her parents were. Her dad was German. So she does come from a bicultural family. He was German and he was a photographer and he immigrated to Mexico where he met her mom. So Frida's mom is Mexican and here they, she was raised, um, she was born in a city in Mexico and basically growing up right away, she started with having challenges in her life. And so one of the things that I was barely getting to tell you is that by the age of six, she had polio, like she was diagnosed with polio. And for those of you that don't know, um, but it's a per like it affects the person's spinal cord and it causes paralysis. Now, you know, there's a vaccine for it and we're very lucky. But back in the day, like kids could get this. Um, and what would happen is that they're uh, it could happen that they can't move parts of their body and then some other parts of their body would be paralyzed. So she had that and she went through that. I think it was for nine months. And um, this also caused like one of her legs to develop different and thinner than the other leg. So she had like a leg and a foot that was a little bit crooked. And so when she would walk, it was um, 
it was kind of obvious that she was like walking, like kind of like limping or walking and her, and her feet was different. So from wait, a wait, very, wait a second, stop right yeah. there because this totally reminds <laughs> me of a story that you might've shared with our, with our listeners already about when you broke your pinky toe on your foot. Oh, no, I, I have not shared that story with our <laughs> listeners, but I will. And I can, um, so I, that's actually funny because whenever I was like researching Frida and before, before today, I've always, I've have been a huge Frida fan. I wouldn't say always, but I've been a Frida fan since I knew like her, more of her background. But yes, like one of the things that I felt like I could relate to her in a small sense, of course, not compared to her having polio, but in a small sense is that when I was in, ele- in elementary, I broke my pinky toe and I won't mention names, but it was this, it was one of my siblings that kicked me really hard. <laughs> Just to be clear, it was not me, guys. Yeah, I will sure. Say that. No, honestly, it wasn't her. It, it wasn't yes. her. <laughs> it really wasn't her. But I was being a brat when I got my my kick and my pinky toe, and and yes, it was broken. It was only the pinky toe, and it's crazy because I don't know. Uh, if you guys know this, but whenever you break your pinky toe, there's not actually a cast that you can put around just that little pinky toe because it's so tiny, especially like I said, I was in elementary. So the toe uh, had to be taped next to my other toe. Um, and that was kind of like the cast to kind of try to straighten it. And then I don't know if you remember this, but I had to walk with a wooden shoe. So did you remember that? Like I had like a... Yes. So she would literally be clacking down the hallway oh, because our... <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. And so I remember her coming home and saying, the kids are making fun of me because they say they yeah. can hear me like I'm coming like a mile yes. away. I'm like, yes. I'm like people would literally say like, wait, like they would tell each other, like, stop talking, like loudest coming. And I could hear them saying this. And then you could just hear like nothing. And then clunk, clunk, clunk. (laughs) clunk. (laughs) It was my my wooden, it was my wooden shoe. So for sure. Yes. I like even thinking back about going back to Frida Kahlo and like her story, it does make me think back of my broken toe and like even that situation it was so embarrassing and kids I could can just be mean though yes kids can be really mean and so exactly and I can just imagine like she was made fun of too which is very re- I feel like it's very relatable uh, to me and and that's only because I had to so that's the difference between obviously like her very hardship story and my like you know somewhat small relevant story is that mine stopped after like the six months that I had to wear the wooden shoe, it came off. And then I said goodbye to that shoe. And then I had, I remember one brand new shoe and one really old shoe because I hadn't worn one of the shoes for six months. And that was like as worse as, as worse as it got for me. But with Frida, she had to live with this forever for the rest of her life. Like this is a, this is something that was caused by her polio and she, it happened when she was six when I put that into perspective of Amy thinks about uh, Cami and like, that's her age. And it's just like having someone go through that at such a young age, is just like really heartbreaking to think about. And like, even from such a young little age, like Frida, Frida was faced with this adversity. Um, 
And one other interesting thing is that I think for those of you all that really know already a lot about Frida is that you guys may have heard about her Casa Azul. So that is a that is like the term that they termed her house where she grew up in um, because it was blue. It was a blue house in Mexico. And that house eventually like kind of tracking back through her career after she became famous and all that. But it was opened up for people to visit like a museum. So it's really fascinating. Yeah. And then her husband, her husband, um, uh, as you guys know, too, probably know, but she married Diego and Diego Rivera is also like a very famous Mexican painter. And they lived in that house for a while, too. So it's interesting that like you can go back and like visit that place and see where she grew up. But that's where she grew up in. That's where later on she uh ended up moving with her husband and the house is still up for display like so that you can see go and see it in Mexico so super I was interesting. about to ask that I was about to ask can you go on uh, you know today's day and age and see yeah. the, the blue house yes you can I've actually had a friend of mine who's told me that her sister is a huge Frida fan and that her and her sister have gone to go see it so for sure like it's still it's still up and standing yeah it's something I would like love to include for our bucket list at some point I think that would be amazing to just like stomp her grounds of where she was and where she got so much of the inspiration whether it was like through her hardship or not so talking about that um and talking about her hardship, there's another bad thing that happened to her. Poor girl. Like, I feel poor lady. I feel like she just went through so much. But um, when she was 18 years old, she got into a really bad car accident. And it was, um, she was going to school. She was, in a, she was in a bus and there was like this other, I don't know what you want to call it back in the day, but like this other vehicle. And then they crashed into each other and she ended up, because of that car accident being bedridden. So she had to be bedridden for three months, literally stuck in a bed looking up. And like they, her back was um, like, they had stuff in her back. So like she couldn't move her back and her neck. And she was just like stiff looking up on the bed. And then because she didn't have anything to do and like her parents obviously didn't want her, you know, just to be there and do nothing. They, they created like an easel specifically for her. And then that's when she started painting. Like the easel would be propped on the bed and then it would be leaning towards her and then she could move her arms. And then on top of her bed, like back in the day, do you guys remember they had like these like wooden poles, like on the four sides of the bed all the way to the top? So then what they did is like at the top of her bed, on top of those poles, they put a mirror. So Frida could only see herself in the image. So that she literally was looking at herself in a mirror. And then when she was painting, that's when her self-portrait started. She started painting herself because she would be looking up because of this horrible accident that she had. And she would be um, painting herself and kind of like, you know, posing a certain way and then like trying to get her features just right. Oh my so gosh. That was only one thing I can say about that. Bad witch vibes. And I'm only saying witch, witch because, <laughs> because I don't want to say the actual word in case we have oh. uh, listeners. 
But yeah. seriously, what a bad witch. Yeah, <laughs> so she was amazing. Yeah, Still, she means that. She means that in a positive way. I don't know if our listeners know you enough to know that when you say that, <laughs> you say that in the most positive way, positive way ever. Yeah, she was means, absolutely amazing. Yeah, that means she's able to turn the situation around. You know, even though she's bedridden she's still making something out of the situation which is exactly it shows to her character of like yeah I was literally like beaten down like in a car accident but I'm still trying to do something trying to distract myself trying to push through the pain and I'm painting myself like that's how it all started and then um I, when she, so I forgot to mention, but whenever she was in school before this accident, she had, she had met her husband, Diego, for the first time because he was painting a mural, like a painting in her school. So that's where she met him, like for the first time and she saw him and story says, I don't know how true this is, but story tells that she told the girl next to her, that's going to be my husband in the future like that's oh what goodness. the story that's how the story we can goes all learn a little bit from her <laughs> like totally no, channel and uh yeah manifesting <laughs> yeah she if there was a vision board back in the day like she she would be on it her vision happen. board <laughs> yes, yeah uh, for sure but but it's crazy because you say that but then I, I like scream a little bit because he was actually 20 years older than her Oh, yeah. Wow. Like when she very for and to like, you know, she he was super, he was, I wouldn't want to say super, but he was much older than her. So for her to say that, and he was like so much older, like that doesn't seem pretty crazy. But he started getting an interest in her after her car accident. And after she started doing those self portraits, the majority of all of Frida's painting, and that's what she is very famous for, is self portrait. She did self-portrait after self-portrait. And then another interesting thing that I found very interesting is the size of them. That's why they're mainly small, like her portraits when they started off, because that's literally all that could fit on her bed. Because it was literally like that special like um, uh, thing that holds a canvas. I don't know what it's called. The easel that holds a canvas that was specially made for her bed was only a certain size. So that's why her paintings are small, because she couldn't do anything bigger. She couldn't get out of bed. That so, makes sense. Yeah. And then her husband started taking, or her future husband, Diego started taking interest in her after he started seeing like her potential after these self-portraits. And then he uh, started encouraging her to be a painter and telling him like, hey, you have talent. And, you know, her not being sure there's a painting that she made of them when they were first like dating. And it's, um, he's like a big man in her painting and like he's clasping her hand and she looks timid like she looks shy next to him and that kind of makes sense to me for even from the huge age gap that they had he was probably much more comfortable in his own skin and she probably wasn't so you can kind of see that like where she looks to me in the painting she, that's one of the first paintings that she made of them together where she looks a little bit shy and she does say that the reason why she dresses in like those she dressed in those like big long skirts first of all yes it was to cover like her leg but the other reason was that he loved it like he loved Diego loved her wearing that that gear and that attire like the Mexican like colorful skirt and the colorful 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 sorry colorful shirts and the flowers in her hair like all of that adornment like 
he loved it. So then she was like out there uh, doing it like, you know, for herself, but also for him, because she knew that he adored that. So then that's where her self-portraits come, where she's with all of that um, attire dressed on because she knew that he, that he really liked it. And that's and then, why he mm-hmm. got a lot of attention, too, because of that Mexican culture, right? The, the colors and the... Yes. Yeah, he was known. He was known for that type of artistic, like where it's a lot of color. Uh, But she started becoming um, not at that time. Like I don't want to say like at that time she became known for that specific reason. But she did know that he liked it himself because he was just like very proud of the Mexican culture, and she embodied it through what she wore um, during her daily like life. But I I don't want to make them seem like such a rosy like couple because they were actually in today's terms very toxic (laughs) oh dear los toxicos los toxicos (laughs) los dos like both of them were very toxic so kind of like reading uh and and a lot of the good information so i want to share this really quick i found it in fidacalo.org so reputable uh website for you guys to go back and to look if you guys want to have more in detailed information and then also the movie Frida that came out like in the 2000s is also a very good representation that you guys can go out and check out but kind of going back to their toxico relationship uh, the toxicos from what I what I read and kind of researched is that they were both very in love with each other very jealous too but also they both had affairs like they were both oh my goodness yes so Diego was a mujeriego he was a womanizer he was like from women to women and she knew that like going into the relationship but of course because she really loved him and was like obsessed with him she would get jealous and but she at the same time though would do the same thing she was known to have lovers that were both female and male so she was bisexual so I think that's another way that Frida was very, uh, like, very, um, you know, for that century to be bisexual and for people to know that is very rare. So she was way ahead of her time, like, even in her, like, sexual orientation. She, like, both Very progressive. Very yeah. progressive, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, both uh, married each other and loved each other deeply, but also you know, very much the relationship was not like the best. There wasn't a lot of harmony sometimes. Like from what I read, it's like they were like in fights or there was a jealousy or there was this and that. And um, through all that chaos and stuff, she tried to have a baby like three times. But because of the accident that happened that I talked about earlier, where it was like the car accident, she couldn't, She her something happened with her pelvic. I can't remember exactly. But something happened with her pelvic that she just couldn't have babies, like she couldn't hold a baby. So she had to terminate the pregnancy. She had miscarriages and it just made her really sad and depressed. And there's some paintings that actually depict that. Depict oh, that's her. so sad. Yeah. See, I did not know that fact at all. I, yeah. I was going to ask, did she leave behind any children? But that, no. it, that mm-hmm. probably explains why some of her art is sort of yeah. dark. Like I've seen where it's like coming, it's like a Mm -hmm. woman dark. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly where that painting came from. That was actually from her miscarriage. Um, One of the miscarriages that she had, um, it's 
or one of the paintings, sorry, that she had, and you guys can kind of see, if you look it up, I'm sure it'll come up, but it's like a line. It kind of looks like a, like a vein of blood or something, and it's kind of splattered into like three pieces and it shows like a baby's in a piece and she's in a bed and she's like bleeding and there's like the all these things around her and she created that painting from the pain that she felt at that time so it's really sad but it really puts you like it gives you so much more perspective when you look at her paintings if you understand what was happening in her life at that time and during that time that's what was happening. She, she had had a miscarriage and she lost her baby and she was so sad about it. So, you know, she put her, her feelings into a painting and that's kind of what makes Frida like such an amazing painter. Like she was self-taught for the most part. She started off being self-taught. And of course, as she started progressing through her career, like she started having mentorships or others that would kind of guide her. But initially it was just, it was just her, you know, painting her emotions and then painting herself, which is what she was really known for, like the self-portraits. And then she would, she uh, has a quote that says, I paint self-portraits because I am so, uh, so often alone because I am the person I know best. So that's so true. Like when I remember hearing that quote, it's like poor Frida, like she, she was alone a lot of the times because of her like disabilities and things. And because of that, she painted herself. And even through, like I was talking about like her miscarriages, she also painted that, painted that into, made a painting out of that. And that's one of her most famous paintings as well. Um, but I will say, um, kind of talking about the same thing about like her paintings depicting like what she's going on through her life. One of the saddest paintings, in my opinion, is one where it was kind of caused because she caught her husband, Diego, cheating on her with her own sister. <gasps> no. What yeah. a traitor. Like, yeah. It was <sighs> the, and that sister was like, she was really close to Frida. Uh, obviously before this happened and so like the like she just was disgusted by her husband and of course by her sister her own sister That's like you were sisters like, like yes! we're sisters we know like that we would know we can imagine like what that feeling could feel like and what biggest that feeling betrayal. could be yeah. yeah biggest betrayal of her life so that kind of brings me to one of and I would say maybe like her most famous painting is one that she actually painted, and this is one of the only paintings that is life-size, so it's huge painting. You remember a lot of her self-portraits are small because she did a lot of them while she was in bed, uh, starting to paint and like trying to get her mind off of her situation. But this huge painting, it's like life-size almost, and it's two ladies. So there's uh, and it's her, Frida. She paints herself like in two sides. And so in these two paintings, Frida is holding hands, like they're holding each other's hands uh, and they're sitting side by side. And in one side of the painting, you see Frida, Frida Kahlo in her original Mexican attire. Like she has the, the flowers and she has like the bright colors and stuff. And on the left side, you see the white 
the white dress and the the white attire. So kind of digging into what was this representation of Frida Kahlo's time at the time is that she was basically, it was like Frida in the past, which is a Mexican colorful art. And then when Frida started becoming really famous, she started going to Europe and like getting uh, acquainted with the European um, painters that were also famous of the time. So then that white gown that she's wearing is more European. So it's kind of like Frida in the past and then Frida when she was in Europe and she started becoming more, I guess, for the for the times, you know, more cold, more in, ingrained in a different culture. And so you see her holding her own hand. And so then people, what people speculate is that, I know I mentioned it earlier, but Frida initially, she made a painting with her and Diego, very much alike where they're holding hands. And Diego's like this big guy and Frida's like this timid, timid, uh, like girl, you know, lady in the back. And then now she's two like powerful women. And then so what people are saying, like, and then she became super famous after her death with the feminist movement, because what they felt this painting was saying was like, Frida is taking care of herself. She is self-sufficient. And one of the quotes that Frida is known to have said, and I'm not quoting it exactly, but it was something like, I don't want to depend on my husband for anything anymore. I'm going to continue to paint and I'm going to make my, myself a famous painter because I don't want to depend on him for financial needs. And then that's when she left to yes girl get it (laughs) yes exactly she was just like I'm just you know I'm gonna do my own thing and I'm gonna do it really well and that painting if you zoom in into that like portrait of her in the two in the two faces there's one her old version is holding a picture of Diego Luna oh my god Diego Luna sorry (laughs) that's that's a current actor Diego Rivera in her hand and uh the other the new the new Frida Kahlo has scissors where she cut his painting off and it's blood is blood is flowing through that vein and blood is like sleeping sweeping or like dripping into her white dress it's like super intense like her saying like I've cut you off of my life like you're no longer part of my life and it's like so rich vibes right there I feel like yeah she is so amazing independent like she wants to be independent and I strong I just yeah bold I mean even even like her painting herself like a lot of people would think that's narcissistic and look at her like owning her own image like you know unibrow and mustache and all (laughs) she's like this is who I am and I'm owning it and she's like painting these beautiful things of herself so I do feel like she's gone through a lot and I feel like she's growing as a person because of all of her of everything like all of her life and everything that she learned when she went when she went first to New York that was like the first time that she had like done a her own art show and during that art show that's when she started getting ideas of like oh Oh, wow like I'm really good at this like people are buying my paintings and then that's when she started thinking like about financial freedom and if she did this what would that mean to her and then there was a time kind of going back to the toxical relationship that uh that they divorced <laughs> and I think the divorce lasted for like a year and then they got back together <laughs> Oh, they so, did. Yeah, they did. They got they got remarried. They didn't uh they they divorced and then they got remarried. 
So it, I mean, Hence it's like the, the toxico, exactly. Uh, the, it's like they had a very toxic relationship, but then Frida said, you know, it's like we could just we do more harm. She said something along this lines, but like we do more harm being apart from each other than together. So oh, that's why. <laughs> but um, kind of talking a, a little bit more about one of her other paintings that I think is so fascinating is after, you know, she started becoming this independent woman and started, you can see the transformation in her paintings. There's a painting where after she found out that her husband cheated on her with her sister she did a painting of her in a suit instead of the dress that like he loved her to wear she painted herself just in the like a big baggy suit and then she has a picture of her hair all like cut like all chipped like she just cut her hair super short and that was like her rebellious way of saying like this is me and this is me like i'm not I'm not going to be show like I'm not going to be dressed the way that like he liked for me to be dressed. I'm dressing the way that like I want to be dressed. And then before she met him, that is how she's. I'm telling you all, she was like so ahead of her time. Before she met him, during the family pictures that she has with like her mom and dad and her siblings, like this girl's wearing suits, guys, like <laughs> suits. And like this I'm was unheard of back all, in the day. She's definitely yeah. bad witch vibes right there. Yeah. For, for sure. sure like she is amazing so um uh again just proves to you that even before she met Diego like she was already giving those vibes you know the whole thing with Diego happened and then this huge turmoil she ended up becoming super independent financially stable and yes they ended up getting back and everything but obviously like she kept her like form of independence in some way in many ways and you can see that her beautiful transformation through like her paintings how she started and then where she ended up and then on that note of where she ended up um towards the last of her years so like around 1953 of course, this poor lady, it's like if she hasn't been through enough, she got some other form of disease that they ended up having to, it started on her foot, and then like it was eating up her foot, like the disease was basically like making her be without a foot, and then eventually it got so bad, and I can't remember the name of it, but eventually they had to amputate her leg oh my gosh no see yes. I had no idea from yeah. about that fact so she lost her leg due to the yeah the yeah because uh, it was something like oh. I can't pronounce it but it's like g-r-e some some disease that started like that but they, yeah they amputated her leg and that was when her health really deteriorated and then in 1954 so one year after they amputate, amputated her leg um that's when she passed away. So she passed away at the age of 47. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I, super I, sad. It is so sad. It's so much. She suffered so much, but it does make me feel happy that I feel like she did reach some form of independence that she wanted. And she wasn't as famous. And this happens a lot with painters. Like she wasn't super famous and super like rich from her paintings by the time she died she was obviously known but she became super famous after her death especially with like the feminist movement 
during that time, she became like this super iconic figure, like to all of these women, like wanting similar things that she had, like when she tried to strive for like financial independence and things like that. She became like, we see her now all the time everywhere. But so she again, we set the bar for everybody else. Yes, she did. She Very did. Very high. <laughs> super high. And yes. then um, in 2002, the movie Frida came out and it was by, um, it was played by, by Salma Hayek, who I think a lot of people know now, but that movie won so many different awards. You all, like, if you all have a chance, like, please check it out. It is what I shared today times a hundred more detail and beautiful display. They won so many different awards. It is also known for its uh, historical accuracy. So they did a really good job telling the story of Frida. So I highly encourage people that want to dig deeper into Frida and, you know, learn a little bit more about her and give her the credit that she deserves. She is not just like I said earlier, like a unibrow lady that painted herself. She was so much more than yes. that. She had so much resilience. She did so many what what would be considered controversial, you know, back in her day. She did a lot of things that would be considered comfort con controversial. <laughs> controversial. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Controversial. And she did it well. And she, you know, I didn't even get to touch on some of the things that she was um kind of tied to on the political side, but the movie goes into great detail on it. So I highly encourage anybody to watch it. I also wanted to add that the reason why we became so intrigued with Frida Kahlo is because my mom loves painting. She has been painting since, you know, we were kids and my mom's paintings are more landscape. Sometimes Mm -hmm. she'll do um, Mexican cultural paintings, indigenous, like with a lot of color and things like that. So she, um, for her birthday, it's coming up pretty soon. We said, let's take her to the Frida Kahlo exhibit that they're having in Dallas. So we, uh, my sister Laura, of course, the big planner, she got tickets for all of us to go and see um, the Frida Kahlo exhibit. Um, So I'm super excited to learn even more. And of course, we will be keep you all posted on our Instagram. Yeah. And I, and that's a really good point because one of the, and I didn't mention this earlier, which we should have, but one of the reasons why we also did it. So aside from mom, like also being into painting and us, you know, wanting to showcase her, the, the baddest, awesomest Mexican, Mexican female painter. And I'll say Mexican painter, period. Like she's, she's more known than even her husband was at this point. And we wanted mom to see that, but also because we did a poll, we did a poll of all of our um, listeners. Yeah. On different ideas on Instagram and our listeners, we asked you all like what historical figures did you guys want to learn about? And this was one of them. So we are taking your feedback into consideration. So anytime we do those polls, please fill them out. We really do want to hear what you guys want to listen to, and then we'll make sure to make it happen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys got a lot of good information um, about Frida Kahlo. And remember, Mm -hmm. somos hermanas. And and together together we are Driven Latinas. Latinas.